1: Hi everyone. Welcome to The Corner Post. I'm Matt. I'm here with Dave. Dave, how are you going? Good, mate. here are you doing? I'm awesome. Uh, we haven't done one of these for a little
0: while. No, it's been about a month or so, I think.
1: I'd say probably about a month. Yep. Um, we are doing it in front of a live studio audience today of, <laughs> of my children. <laughs> so things might get intense or might get interesting or
0: uh... nothing might happen. Who knows? At least you're going to get a live reaction when they don't like something.
1: Yeah. And I can just sit here like while I'm tethered to the computer and watch everything get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy can't do anything about it. No. They know it too. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Uh, so, what are we
1: covering today, Dave?
0: Uh, so, we're going to have a look at the original WWF draft back from 2002. Yes, because the draft is imminent. Exactly right, it's not far away, so they haven't actually set down a specific date as of yet, but I'm guessing it'll be before the July 19th uh, live Smackdown on Tuesdays. Oh yeah, it would definitely be before then, I'd say. So, I've got a funny film they'll do it the night before on Raw. Yeah. And then that second, or the, the first show of the live Smackdown will be like the you know sign-off show for a lot of the Raw guys. Yeah. And then the week after, it'll kick in as an official split, so... Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to the brand split? Uh, I am. I think it's going to give a lot of guys that don't get much TV time a little bit more of a shot now.
1: Yeah, because we are in a, I guess, a similar situation to the original brand split. Yep. Whereas um, there's a massive... There's a lot of talent.
0: Can you imagine, too, like, that brand split lasted for, you know, a good seven years? Oh, yeah, it did. Once it was done, like, it it lasted a long time, so they started doing raw super shows, and then all of a sudden, it just got wiped, and everybody was everywhere. Yeah,
1: it was kind of like, uh, let's just pretend it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Well, that that was the thing, too. Like, you had the ECW variant when they came on board, as well, so it was sort of split up into three from then. Yeah. So and that wasn't too bad either.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, anyway, let's go back to the original uh, draft. Let's go back in time. Back
0: in time.
1: So what well, we're looking at about what two thousand yeah, uh,
0: and one. Yeah, middle of two
1: thousand and one. WCW finally uh, finished up. Yep. Shut the doors. bought out. Yep. By its uh, its number one um, competitor, which was WWF. Were they bought out,
0: or did they buy in, is the question. Mm. No, they were bought out. (laughs) They were definitely bought out. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was either
1: they get bought out, or it was like, bye-bye. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, there was no hope for them from there, so... Uh, AOL wanted nothing to do with WCW, so... No.
0: They were pretty much done. No, that was a very bad partnership for AOL and Time Warner back in the late 90s. Yes. Like I paid off for probably about two months, and then it was just massive downhill from there. And it was all a Time Warner; it wasn't just WCW.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. The, that's whole, the whole network. The whole the whole thing was a pretty pretty bad deal with a pretty rough outcome. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But um, yeah. So without because Ted Turner didn't have any control over it anymore. No. So without Ted Turner, like just you know, pumping dollars into the show to keep it alive. That was really the only thing keeping it going.
0: Well, that was the thing. Like you could tell as soon as AOL had bought part of Time Warner, that you know all, all of a sudden the funding stopped, and yeah, WCW were on the on the decline from there. Yeah. So, so that was you know the end, the middle of sort of two thousand almost. Yep. So yeah, it was a, a a sharp decline. You know, considering they were closed in about nine months after that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty rough, but... Yeah. Uh, But anyway, yeah, WWF, um, or Vinnie Mac, bought WCW. Yep. He uh, bought his competition. Which he so loves to talk about all the time. Which he said, because he's he's the greatest. If you want to beat a billionaire, you have to be a billionaire. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, so it was pretty much... How long do you reckon before they started showing, before WCW guys started appearing on Raw and whatnot? It was a couple of months, wasn't
0: it? It was a couple of months, yeah. The the first guy to really make an impact was Booker T at, I think, King of the Ring in 2001. Yeah. Uh, he came out and um, bookended uh, Stone Cold through a table. Yeah. And that was pretty much the first influx of a WCW talent. Yeah. Um, and then I think the Raw after that was uh, Mike Awesome backstage winning the hardcore title over a Rhino. I remember Mike Awesome showing up. So I definitely remember that. Yeah, you had that. You had um, SmackDown. You had Shane come out with Stacy Keebler and Distract, one of the guys in the ring as well. Yeah. So it was a, a very quick influx as soon as Booker T appeared. Yeah. Because um, it was basically King of the Ring and then it was into um, Invasion, the pay-per-view, the next one. So.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, I think, one... Sort of issue with the whole invasion storyline. Yep, and that was that it might have been. Well, I suppose I had to rush it because I don't know. But um, the fact that they didn't have all their top guys from WCW. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is a massive argument, a massive thing everyone complains about. Yep. But um, yeah, like you know, there was no Goldberg, there was no um, Sting
0: or Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, any of those guys because they were still on their big contracts. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, you look at it too, like, if you had the option to sit out for a year and get paid for it, oh, I totally would. they were, you know, 35, 40, you'd take it. I totally would. You know? And like on the other side of that, too, like, guys like Booker T and that wanted a future because they were still young enough, so they had no choice but to sign on and continue wrestling for WWF. Yeah, make a name for themselves. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah.
1: So, anyway, we had the Invasion storyline, and it all yep. ended up with. Uh... Where was it?
0: Survivor Series,
1: I think, it finished up?
0: Yep, finished up in Survivor Series, and the night yep. after that, Ric Flair comes out. Yep, he's the new part owner of WWF. Yep, Shane and Steph sold their stock to a consortium, and the consortium was me! Yeah, pretty much.
1: And out comes Mr. Flair, so... This is roughly the same time that I stopped watching wrestling as well.
0: <laughs> it was a good time to watch it. I'm like, things are starting to get dumb. Because at, at this time too, like the next pay-per-view was when the, um, the uh, Y2J era began in wrestling, so... Oh, okay. That's why it's very fun, close to my heart, won the title in Vengeance. With your mate Chris Gerichode. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's basically the, the start of where the brand split all comes from.
1: Yeah, and then after that, of course, like at um, the next year, two thousand and two, you had no way out. We had NWO and yep, um, other stuff with DDP and all the other big stars started to appear. Yep, and so the you know to keep to make sure everyone had plenty of airtime, they didn't really have a choice but to uh, split the the two shows. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, how do you, how do you feel the first
0: brand the brand split went? I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, they had a, As I move around in my chair here, um, they did have a lot of talent there at the time. Mm. So I think it was a really, really good idea to separate the talent onto two different platforms. And, and at that time, I think SmackDown was still live. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were going to a subpar show. They were basically going to the second show. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some big names ended up going to SmackDown exclusively as well. So it was really, really well done. Um,
1: yeah, so initially it was a good, a good move. Yep. Um, I never really found the the draft shows that interesting though. Oh, you didn't? No, because like not much really happened.
0: I enjoyed this for the first show. Like this was the setup for a, a lot of drafts to come. Yeah. You know, to give you an idea that they can break up tag teams, um, do women get selected? You know, as a as a pick on the show, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's it. Like the, the Dudley boys got split up on a draft show, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, the Dudley boys got split up on this show. We'll get into that very shortly. Yeah. Um, at the time, too, there was a title match going on. Yeah. So the guys in the WWF title match weren't actually allowed to be selected.
1: Yeah. And, um, of course, Stone Cold was a free agent.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, Stone Cold, contractual reasons, couldn't be selected, so he was able to sign with whoever he wanted. Yeah. So the show itself was really, really good. I sat down and watched the show a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Um, just sort of take some notes for this podcast to sort of get a better idea if it was as good of, uh, at the time in my mind now. Yeah. So.
1: And um, I remember, I think it was the last one where I think John Cena got picked for SmackDown. Yep. And at the end of it, he got picked back for Raw. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So just sort of like, you know. Yeah, that's when it gets a little bit silly. Yeah.
0: You know, like, it's not something that you sit there and go, oh, this is an awesome idea. Yeah. Let's send him to one show and then bring him back. Yeah, within the same broadcast. Yeah, exactly right. But mind you, at the time, that was the hashtag lottery segment. Yeah. It wasn't a a necessary pick. Yeah. So, whereas the, the first early drafts and the original one was a legitimate pick. Okay. So, basically, Ric Flair ran Raw, Vince ran SmackDown, and they came out, they made a pick, and that was locked in from there on forward, so... And, of course, we're going down that same sort of road, aren't we, with um, Stephanie and Shane O'Mac? That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm really hoping, so.
1: Something was brought to my attention yep. about Shane O'Mac and Stephanie. Yeah. The sort of incestual... um <laughs> Stuff that gets said on the show. Yep. Have you picked up on that? Um, I have picked up on
0: a little bit. He, it, it, like them, it's the kind of Macma- The McMahons, not Lannisters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are they trying to copy Game of Thrones though? Why well, it's the number one TV show on everywhere. There's a lot
1: of stuff you can copy on Game of Thrones without going down that path. <laughs> it's a big show. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot's happened. Oh. Maybe Hornswoggle's coming back as like, well, Hornswoggle is their brother apparently. Yep. So you know he's the um, freaking what Tyrion or whatever. Yep. So there you go, Game of Thrones on <laughs> Raw. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, good times.
0: be no, be lovely.
1: So it was just brought to
0: my attention, and I was like, hmm, yep. has anyone else picked up on that? Yeah. No, you make a fair point. Turns well, out they have. I, I didn't pick up on it straight away, but as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, hang on a second.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, It's a bit, a little bit ordinary.
0: Yeah, exactly right, yeah.
1: So, yeah, so, provided this is handled well, the draft should be totally awesome.
0: Yep, yeah, I think so. And I mean, and... Like, they do have a lot of talent at the moment, still sitting there, doing nothing. Yes. So, I mean, mind you, a lot of the guys have had their chances over the past and never really took hold of it. Yeah. So, but on the other side of that too, you've got guys that have been around a long time, like Ziggler doing what he does all the time. Yeah. You know, maybe he gets a chance to have a different storyline for a change. Yeah, maybe he has
1: a chance to actually become something.
0: Yeah, exactly right, yeah. And I mean, there's no guarantees they're going to. Like, if they stick with one overall champion, um... Instead of two champions, like well, that still limits who can hold the title, yeah. So, but at least you can have better matches on each show with more storytelling, yeah. The um,
1: I think Ziggler's main problem, just uh, talk about Ziggler quickly, is that he is too good at losing, yep. Like, he's, he's an excellent loser and he makes everyone look amazing.
0: Yeah, 100% so agree just, with that. They're
1: just like, well, you know, you're good at this, so let's just keep you doing that and never, ever put a title on you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you watch Raw this week by
1: any chance? No, I didn't. I watched the um, the what Culture WTF Raw.
0: Yep. That's
1: we- basically all you need to watch when you watch <laughs> Raw now.
0: It's great. So Ziggler basically came out and just fucking low-blowed Baron Corbin straight up. Yeah, I saw that. I liked it because it was, you know, your traditional wrestling match. He comes out with the wrestling headgear on everything. Yeah. But, you know, they go to lock up and he just boots him right in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then walks out. It's good. Starting
1: a bit of a... Well, there already is a feud, but it's, I guess it's continuing the feud
0: uh, between wish, the two. I wish it'd just end.
1: Yeah. But that's the thing
0: like, This gives you a chance to, you know, cut a line through everything that's happening now and start fresh. Yeah. So... Perhaps Ziggler should, um, you know, start up the
1: job squad or something. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah, get something like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, not not looking, I could say that. It's not looking too good for him.
0: No, definitely not.
1: you got these new guys coming in that are going straight to the main event and he's yeah. just like,
0: hey, I'm still here. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, exactly right.
1: Uh, my biggest concern with the brand split is it will be a comedy thing. You reckon? Like the, um, you know, like the original one ended up Yep. with John Cena getting double drafted and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, so just, just competing
1: with some dinosaurs here at the moment. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it's very good.
0: What a noise. Uh, I like that noise.
1: It's a good noise, isn't it? It's awesome. That's Rex. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's Boris. Boris. He looks like, he looks like he's Boris the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> he weighs seven awesome he wears seven tons <laughs> he tells you information uh, but none of it's wrestling
0: no exactly right
1: so yeah, so my so one is that um it will become a bit of a joke, yep, like the original one, the other one is that it will become severely lopsided like the original one, where you know it's like we've got the two titles we've got the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship, but no one really cares
0: about the World Heavyweight Championship. On the other side of that too, like it depended on which championship meant more at what time. Yeah. Because like the World Championship got a lot of decent coverage when the WWE Championship had a, a no name champion. Yeah. So like you consider like when Seamus was WWE champion, I think Randy Orton at the time was the world champion. So he was basically booked as the main eventer on most of the shows, it did. Um, It definitely had a feel, though, that
1: SmackDown was the B show, though.
0: It was, but you go back to like 2002, 2003, like they were trying to outrate Raw. Yeah. You know, they were basically treated like a B show, so the guys on there were like, well, bugger it, let's, you know, put on the best matches we can. Yeah. And try and compete. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you can see the too, like they're putting the shows back to back now. Yeah. So you can end up going from, you know, a subpar Raw to an awesome SmackDown and all of a sudden go, well, I don't need to watch Raw next week. I'm going to watch SmackDown next week. Yeah, they
1: can build one storyline against the other one and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly right, yeah. Um, How do you see the pay-per-views panning out now? Uh, From what I've read, they're going to end up doing like what they did with the back end of the draft. So it was basically Raw and SmackDown on both pay-per-views but had the different commentary teams. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Morello, Renalo, uh Corey Graves, and Jerry Lawler for SmackDown. And then, obviously, your typical Byron, Cole, and JBL for Raw matches.
1: So, Corey Graves is going to end up on SmackDown?
0: That's what they're talking, yeah. Because, at the moment, I think um, Brian Saxton's doing double duties. Okay. So, they'll probably end up just keeping him on Raw and promote Corey Graves to SmackDown. That's good. I like Corey Graves as a commentator. Yeah, we talked about this the other day. I'm not super yeah. on him. I, say, I know not everybody does. No, no. But on the other side of that too, like Jerry Lawler's is starting to be the bad guy again on SmackDown. Yeah. So it's a nice change. Yeah. You know, instead of him cracking stupid jokes, he's actually being the more serious bad guy like he used to be in, you know, Attitude Era. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. It's a nice change for SmackDown. Yeah. So having an, uh, an analysis there like Corbin who can actually dissect a match with Ronaldo being your main commentator, it could be a nice, nice little flow. But Corbin, you mean Graves? Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. Baron Corbin's not going to make a good
1: um, commentator. No, he doesn't make a good anything except a balder because he's going bald. He is, isn't he? He has like Shawn Michaels long hair <laughs> where it looks good while he's wearing a hat. Yeah, that's it. Put his beanie on. Great. Oh, yeah, he looks amazing. Take it off and it's like, whoa. <laughs> the good old receding hairline. Oh, it's not even. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's like deforestation on your head. It's
0: crazy. Oh, poor Baron Corbin.
1: Yeah, he, he is going barren on his head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Corey, I like Corey Graves. Probably not so much because he's a commentator. Yep like as a commentator, but more just like, you know, sort of the, the Corey Graves story as a whole, okay. About how, you know, he was, you know, up and coming NXT guy. And I, I liked Corey Graves as a wrestler. As a wrestler, he was awesome. I thought he had a great gimmick um, and everything like that. And then all of a sudden it was like, mm, one too many concussions. Bye-bye. Yeah. And he got thrown a, a lifeline with the commentary thing and he, he did all right at it. So, you know, I'm like, hooray, happy.
0: Well, that was probably going to be his last chance. Mm. Like, if you didn't do good for for commentary, like, there's not much else they can really give you to do back. No. Back in WWE, so. No, and I did watch a a very interesting special
1: on it. It was on um, Xavier Woods, uh, Corey Graves, and uh, the idiot South African guy that just got let go. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Axel Foley. (laughs) Axel Foley. Adam Rose. <laughs> Leo Kruger. Um, I like Axel Foley. Yeah, there might have been a girl involved in this as well. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, it was just basically showing how, you know, they're progressing through NXT and everything they've done as a wrestler and all that sort of stuff. And Yep. Uh, did you know Adam Rose's son has, like, some insane medical condition?
0: Yeah, I did know that, actually.
1: Yeah. So it touched on all that sort of stuff and how he needs to you know actually make it in the WWE so he can afford all the treatment and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, cuz he's like 35 or something, I think. Yeah, like it was this was like his last attempt and yeah. And they're like, "Oh, the Adam Rose character totally works on NXT. Send it to the main roster." No. Where it will die a slow and painful death.
0: Well, that's the thing like the um his original gimmick would have worked fine on WWF, I think. On WWE, I think. Yeah. Oh, the Leo Kruger. That was a cool little gimmick that he had.
1: I like the Leo Kruger gimmick.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So that would have worked fine. I don't think the Adam Rose... Well, me... obviously it didn't work because he's, he's not there no more.
1: No, well, the Adam Rose thing sort like to me sort of seemed like, you know, like 80s
0: cartoony, maybe early 90s WWF. You know what it was to me? It was like trying to cash in when Fandango's theme went you know, global. Oh yeah. It was like, they've gone, oh shit, we need to get somebody else for next year to, you know, Let's... have a theme music that goes over in the UK and goes global. Let's get another iTunes hit. Yeah. So they've gone for the party guy. Yeah. You know, to try and get it over and like, it kind of worked, but it didn't. It was a bit much to having a
1: South African guy that has like, an almost full American accent, be a British party guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, like, that's, it's just a little messed up. Yeah, exactly right. Stick with your
0: South African bounty hunter gimmick thing. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it was, like he did in NXT like stalking angles and that kind of thing, and that was so cool.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, like, he'd come out to the ramp, and he'd just sort of crouch down in like a little stalking pose. Yeah, or... and play with his hair. Yeah, and you'd sit there, and you'd be like, well, this guy's a bit, you know, messed
1: up in the head. It was sort of like another... um Bray Wyatt sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it was like an was, offshoot of that. It was offs.
1: just like, ooh, different and a little bit scary. Yep. So I, th- I thought it was all right, but obviously I don't work for WWE, so I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Nah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: I haven't really been watching Raw and SmackDown because I'm, I've had a massive war with the network. <laughs> like, I've come, I have come to blows with the WWE network. Due to the fact that I can't watch what I want to watch when I want to watch.
0: And that's, like, the um, the network's fault? Well, it is. Like, to, to me, as soon as you told me the other day that you'd got rid of it, I started having problems with it on my um, PlayStation app. Okay. And I'm sitting there going, God damn it, you've jinxed me. Same thing? Yeah, same kind of thing, yeah. Because, like, I was having no dramas with it. Like, the I'm, fatal error? Yeah, and, like, I've got no dramas with it running through windows so on the net it's fine it's perfect running running through the samsung uh tv when you do like the live um pay-per-views that kind of thing it, it jumps and skips yep um but yeah fatal errors through the playstation app so yeah well my
1: biggest issue was the fatal errors or you'd watch like just say you watch raw from june 1997 yep and it worked perfectly you watch raw from august 1997 And it'll come up, Fatal Error. Yep. And it's like, I don't get it. What's going on? Yeah, so the app itself is shit. Yeah, we go to watch um, the Edge and Christian show, and it's like, Fatal Error. And it's like, this is only just loaded. (laughs) How can there be a Fatal Error? (laughs) And the freezing, and the worst one is uh, the skipping. Yeah. So, like, there'll be a big, like, you know, huge moment in a match, match, and all of a sudden it will skip back to the entrances.
0: Yeah, and you're sitting there going, what the fuck? Yeah, what
1: What are you doing? So, <laughs> uh... yeah, so I was a, a bit upset with that, so I was like, goodbye network, I will get everything for free offline. Yep. Like off the internet. Yep.
0: So, uh, yeah, so how has Raw and SmackDown been? Uh, I haven't watched SmackDown the last couple of weeks. Raw's yep. been good. Uh, being on holidays, getting to watch Raw live for a change, it's a, it's a nice... Nice change. Um, I do miss downloading it though because it's nice to skip through boring ass matches. Yeah. And boring ass segments as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. special nice. like it's a three hour show and it's. I don't think Raw ever needed to be a three hour show.
0: No, I mean when you download it, like it goes for like two hours fifteen minutes, but then also you can skip through shit you don't want to watch. Yeah. So you can shrink it down to like an hour and a half. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, But yeah, when you're sitting there for three hours watching it live, getting spam with ads, getting the boring matches, boring backstage segments, and you're just like, oh, kill me now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's a a bit ordinary.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: NXT as well. NXT doesn't seem to be um, doing much for me lately either.
0: It's starting to lose its mojo because it's losing a lot of its talent.
1: Yeah, but they've got um they've got new talent on the way. Like uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel
0: debuted. Yeah, they debuted last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I watched that. That was um that was alright, I guess.
0: Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, it was a good match against Champer and um, Gargano. So at least it was, you know, indie guys that know how to do their shit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't against a couple of you know noggin Bar- bashers.
1: Baron Corbin.
0: Baron Corbin. <laughs> Uh, now he would have beat um, TM61 in like two seconds. And why are they TM61? Um, so it's their thorn and um, uh, other bloke's last name. Yeah. And then 61 for the air, the the phone area code for Australia. There you go. So I, I thought that was pretty cool when they did their little backstage segment, segment a couple of weeks ago and explained the name. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I was looking, I was like, the mighty 61? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and why aren't they just the mighty don't kneel? Well, yeah. I don't really know, to be honest with you. So I've got a little bit of a theory about that, because you notice all these um, like established stars that are coming in, like Austin Aries and Samoa Joe and all that, yep. are keeping their names. Yep. But sort of like the less established indie ones that haven't wrestled for... New Japan Pro or TNA sort of aren't keeping their names.
0: Yeah, that's a fair
1: call. So it's either, you know, they own the name and they just, you know, wrestle under it. Yep. Because even, like, um, Kenta didn't get get to keep his name. No, and that's really weird.
0: And neither did, you know, Finn Balor or... Yeah, like, that was the the back end of the guys not really keeping their names. Mm-hmm. You know, pre- pretty much the last one was bloody Kevin Owens. Yeah. You know, but I mean, Kevin Owens, Kevin Stane, It's still the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's not too much of a drastic change, but Kenta to Hideo Itami—that's a big change.
1: Yeah, it's a huge one. And El Generico to Sami Zayn. Like, I'm. Yeah. I'm wrapped. I'm wrapped with what they've done with Sami Zayn. Ah, it's awesome. I think it's. I think it's great. But um. Yeah, most of them are just a bit stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I should have kept
1: them as their. Um, indie names. Yep. But, oh well.
0: And they've got Again, enough guys too where they can do that. Yeah. Again, I don't work for WWE. I don't know what I'm talking about. On the other side of that too, like look at Rusev and Neville. Yeah. Like they had two word names in NXT come up to Raw and all of a sudden they're just sticking with their last names. Yeah, Like to me, Alexander Rusev is a much more fearsome name than what Rusev is.
1: Yeah, Adrian Neville not so much. Oh, that just reeks of T of um, NXT. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like Derek Bateman.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make a fair call. Yeah. On the other side of that too, though, like Neville doesn't stick for me either. No. Neville's a bit know. ordinary. Yeah, exactly right. It's a bit bit bland, bit boring. Yeah. So. But again, we don't work
1: for uh, WWE, so we don't know what we're talking about. No, exactly right. So that's
0: why we have a podcast and not paid not for a, by WWE,
1: not a wrestling
0: federation. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about too. Yes. Going back and watching the old Raw. Yeah. Where they called it the World Wrestling Federation. Mm. That has far more impact than just WWE. It does. Like when you hear, you know, Vince say it, Flair say it, the guys backstage actually say it. Like it's got far more of an impact. It makes the company feel larger.
1: It used to be a really big thing too. Like it was WWF title and all that sort of stuff. But then it's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna challenge you for the World Wrestling Federation title. And it's like, whoa, that's big. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, they dropped the full name and you're like, Phew, wow. It sounded he's better though. Yeah. Well, like they can't really say. I'm going to fight you for the World Wrestling Entertainment title.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Like, we're, <laughs> we're not wrestlers. We're just, like, jugglers and acrobats. Yeah. Because it's entertainment. It's not wrestling.
0: Well, so it was something that I picked up on because as soon as I started watching the show, that was the first thing. Like, Linda comes on and she's like, you know, we on behalf of the World Wrestling Federation. You're like, ooh, hang on.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like, she makes it sound like a big, um, huge yeah, organization.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And as you said, like, they, they used the full name when it was a big event or something big was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I really prefer... I wish they'd go back to it, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, that, what's
1: the go with the WWF thing? Because, like, everyone's noticed that the um, all the, um, the blurred-out branding and all that from the Attitude Era is
0: gone. Well, my understanding is that they can show the past... Yeah. They just can't reference it in the future. That was the right. idea behind it going forward now. So, so yeah, they're more than happy to show it and everything like that, but they, it can't be referenced nowadays as the, as the WWF from the WWE guys. So Okay, right, fair enough. So, yeah, I, I don't know any kind of legality, leg, 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 legal stuff. Yeah. So I don't know whether they get fined or anything like that, but... Yeah, from what I understand, they, they can unblur all the blurriness. Yeah. But, I mean, you consider, too, like, going back and watching old WWF, like, the branding was bloody everywhere. Yeah,
1: it was. So, when you blur it out on a show, you miss half the show.
0: Yeah, like, they had to blur out signs in the audience, the banners hanging around the arena. Yeah, the stage. The um, stuff, the turnbuckles, the announcer's desk, everything had WWF on it.
1: Yeah, all the camera crew and photographers all had their... um. yeah attitude shirts on and that's that the, is like,
0: you go back and watch like wrestlemania 2000 yeah and everything's all blurred out except for the wrestlers and you're like i can't see anything yeah <laughs> i think i've i think
1: i've said it earlier but um i miss all the photographers at ringside yeah i'm with you on that like that also gave it a big a big time feel yep like because you had all like the press it's like watching a big um a big fight yeah like uh, you know, boxing and all that sort of stuff, and New Japan Pro still do it, and I think it makes the show look a lot better. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Even if they're not taking photos, just have them there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pay a bunch of guys to stand around and just pretend to take photos. I know there was a few complaints from the Attitude Era guys though when like they'd be looking to do like a splash or something over the rope, and all of a sudden they get flashed in the eye. Yeah. And they kind of lose where the hell they're running to because they can't see for that few seconds.
1: Or the best one would be like the. Um... WCW, have you ever seen the WCW one where the cameraman's on the apron? Yep. And they throw the guy into the turnbuckle and he collects the cameraman? Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that. But I just, I don't like, and also you see now that they're all dressed in black and everything and... Yeah. You've seen a couple of times where like the wrestler will fall down somewhere they didn't think he would. Yep. And um, you see the cameraman just like, run. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be in shot. Get out of the way. <laughs> oh... Like, to me, that's a bit stupid. Like, just have them there. Yep. Yeah, I'd, think, I'd be happy with that. I think it makes, them, makes
0: it look bigger. Like well, they're not going to be in a Hell in a Cell cage because that's yeah. just stupid. But yeah, to have them at ringside when they can move freely wherever they want, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, I, I think it's good. And, I mean, like, the arenas are lit up so well these days, they probably don't need as much of a flash either. No, well, you've also, like, everything's digital. Like, back in the Attitude
1: era, digital was just starting to become, you know... Decent enough to use for uh, journalism and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they still use heaps of film. So, um, you know, like they're all film cameras, and like when you got a film camera, I'm getting a bit boring now because I'm a photo nut. <laughs> but you've got your ISO <laughs> for your film. So, I'd just say you use Kodak Gold. Yep. From back in the day, that has an ISO of 400. You can't change that. So it's you need to have a you need to have a flash to have enough light for the photo. Yep, we're now with all these like Nikon D4s and D5s and Canon One D Xs and all that sort of stuff. You can adjust the ISO, so you can have like a totally awesome photo. Like adjust it to like you know, three thousand ISO. Yep, and you don't have to use a flash.
0: Uh, okay. Yep.
1: So they can do all that sort of stuff without flashes. There you go. Yeah.
0: Boom. You got a oh. bit of knowledge dropped on you there, peeps.
1: That's it. But a flash does make it look awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly right, yeah. They have like a big
1: flash on the camera and everyone's like, ooh, wow. <laughs> this guy knows what's going
0: on. He has a flash. Well, they could bring him back. I mean, they brought back all the announcers at WrestleMania, so... Yeah, I like that. So they, they, they could do. And I like the um,
1: what they've done with all the announcers, like, you know, the German announcer and the Asian-Russian announcer and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I like what they've done there because it does give it, you know, it's a big-time feel sort of thing. I was waiting for the um, Asian-Russian announcer to come up. Everyone loves the Asian-Russian announcer. <laughs> 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 I remember mean, the first time we saw him and everyone was like, They Russian announcer Asian. I'm like, nah, he's got to be from some other country. But no, he's Russian. He's Russian. Good on him.
0: And he speaks fluent Russian too. Like there's no, no hint of a heritage of his Asianness. No. It's fluent Russian.
1: Yeah, like, you know, good on him. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I suppose it's good, too, because it's not WWE going for, like, their stereotypical, this guy's Italian, so he needs to have, like, a big mustache and everything. Yep. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a fair call.
1: Yeah, just a sec. You're right. Sorry, that's no, all good, dude. The joys of parenthood. <laughs> they've actually been pretty good, so. Yeah, I'm gonna say they've been awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for WWE, isn't it?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah.
1: Like, um, so we touched on the draft, sort yep. of. Um, anything else you want to cover with the draft at all?
0: Uh well, I do want to run back through who was actually picked on the night. Okay. So it gives you a bit of an idea on what they actually went with throughout the night. So,
1: Yeah.
0: So if you're indulging me for a couple of minutes there, we can have a bit of a chat about the guys who were picked. Go for it. Um, so who would you think would be your number one draft picked? For... For so the WWF um, era? Oh, the WWF era. Yeah, so you're looking at 2002. So we're going back to the, the original draft. With all the superstars that were available, apart from obviously Austin, Jericho, Triple H and Stephanie, who yep. would your first pick be, you reckon? The number
1: one pick would probably
0: be The Rock. Oh, of course. What a pick. Yeah. Yeah, so McMahon picked The Rock. Um, so that he ended up going to SmackDown. Yeah. Which is basically his show. He yeah. started that idea, that whole thing. So I remember it being a bit controversial at the time, though, because Raw was still at the number one show. Yeah. And you're taking the, the number one guy from Raw. Yeah. Um, I've actually still got this on a, on a VHS tape, too, you know? The uh, The draft? Yep.
1: Recorded off Fox Sports.
0: Yep. Yeah, I remember my uncle doing it for me <laughs> up in Queensland and bringing it down when he came down for holidays later that year. So. Yeah, I
1: remember, I remember used to have them all on uh, on VHS. Yep. It's like I had the the one with the Rock when he came back at Philadelphia. Yep. I didn't yeah, know I've VHS. still got that
0: somewhere too as well. That was. They got I me. Think August.
1: Yeah, I think so. They got me some Mad Street credit school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the Rock was number one.
0: Yep, so that was for Smackdown. So the number one guy for Raw, who yep. would be your second pick for a, a draft?
1: Second pick for a draft? Yep. I'd go probably Undertaker.
0: Oh, geez, you're good. I remember the Undertaker getting picked and he was like throwing stuff around and everything. Yep, so basically Rock was number one, Undertaker was number two. Undertaker was basically pissed. Yep. So he was a McMahon boy. Yep. So he sort of, yeah, a bit, bit angry that McMahon didn't pick him. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the second pick, uh, I'm just running through my notes here cause I've skipped ahead there somewhere. Um, who would be your second pick for SmackDown?
1: Ooh, with, uh, Triple H out. Yep. Uh... Kurt Angle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> You're good.
0: I'm just trying to pick who was the biggest stars of the Attitude Era. You're good. Basically, he um, talked McMahon into picking him. Yep. So, at the time, as we said before, McMahon brought in NWO. Yep. Um, and he's basically there like, you know, I need NWO. Flair's going to take him and Angle's standing there going, no, 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 he, he doesn't want NWO, he wants me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so McMahon picks Angle. Who's Ric Flair going to pick as his next pick? NWO. I
1: was going to say... um one thing that'd be good about this brand split yep. would be um, you could do like the lead up to the, the draft and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And you could have people like, you could even do it from the pay-per-view before the draft. Yeah. People discussing like with Shane and with Stephanie, you know, Oh, you want to pick me and all this sort of stuff. And Yep. Sort of like, you know, um, trading, I guess.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Like you've got, the idea behind Shane McMahon having this new era <laughs> Flux. Yeah. You've got Stephanie with the old um, authority kind of stuff still hanging around her head. Yeah. You know, like obviously Seth Rollins would want to stick with Stephanie if she's going to end up running a show. Yep. Whereas someone like a, a Sami Zayn will probably want to go with Shane McMahon. Yeah. So yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see that dynamic play out as well.
1: Yeah. And hopefully they do things like they keep... Owens and um, Sami Zayn on the same show. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd stuff, be good. Hopefully they do stuff like that so you, you actually have you know rivalries on the show and it's not just like, yeah, I totally hate you. Can't wait to fight you in a month's time.
0: Well, you probably need that for the original extension to, to prove itself. Yeah. Like it'd be nice to not have that in the first draft and do it next year. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden Zane shows up on SmackDown with Owens and you go, holy shit, you know, here he is. Yeah. You know, it, it probably needs that to go forward. I mean, that, that rivalry is just beginning in WWE as well. Yeah. You know, it's going to go forever, as we've said before. So and but I could th- probably watch it forever too. I totally could. Yeah, I'll be honest, I could. Yeah. Well, there's so many videos on YouTube you can watch from P uh, PWG, from Ring of Honor, from other indie promotions yeah, Where it's basically Steen versus Generico all the way through. Yeah, so <laughs> and it's a different match each time. I think
1: that's the thing. I don't think the general public realize how long these guys have been wrestling for.
0: No, exactly right. Like no. I've got
1: a I've got a Super Dragon DVD here. Yeah, from I don't know when, and it's got Steen and Generico in it. Oh Jesus!
0: Yeah, Super okay. Dragon. That's like oh six oh seven. Um, I think oh, probably even before that, like a bit earlier than that. Too. I don't know I
1: don't know when Super Dragon started wrestling, but yeah. Super Dragon's obviously like the main guy in it and I yeah. I don't I don't get Super Dragon. No. Like everyone raves about it, and it's just a fat dude in a costume with a dragon mask that you know,
0: punches people.
1: <laughs> he
0: doesn't do the traditional hardcore Japanese style.
1: No, he just does the fat super dragon punch people style. Yeah, he does like the Americanized version yeah so I'd, yeah but you know they're they're in that so they've been around forever comes out goes oh so
0: sorry yeah <laughs> so
1: so who else got picked on this on this um original draft
0: okay so i'll run through the rest of smackdown's top 10 picks um so next up was benoit yes uh, oh, are, we allowed,
1: are we allowed to talk about that
0: um i'm going to okay i'm going to yeah I, I was reading conspiracy theories the other day, and yeah. it's kind of... Some of them sound believable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of more than happy to talk about him. Um, one of the theories is that somebody else murdered his family, and he's basically walked in, seen it, and hung himself. Okay. So a, a lot of people reckon that he wouldn't have done something like that, no matter how bad his mental capacity was. He loved his his son and his wife too much. It does seem a
1: bit like looking back on it, it does seem a bit weird that he just went cray cray.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah.
1: Like I said, I wasn't a fan at the time of wrestling. Like I'd sort of gone, yep, attitude is done. I'm, I'm done. Goodbye. Yep. But, um, yeah, it just seems a little bit weird that he went off the deep end and just killed his family and killed himself.
0: Yeah, well, like there's messages that they showed from, like, that he'd sent to Chavo the day before and that, and he was all in good mental capacity and that kind of thing, so... Yeah. um, It, was, it is a conspiracy theory, of course. Yeah, like, you know... It's a case that's never going to get reopened. No. You know? So, it's it's pretty much closed, so... Yeah. And, I mean, his son's wrestling now, technically. Yeah. His previous son from previous marriage, I think it must have been. I don't think it was from from that one no because that that son died yeah exactly right (laughs) uh but yeah his son's trying to you know resurrect the the name and be a wrestler so good on him yeah um so yeah anyway so we'll move on to the next one so hulk hogan yep or hollywood hulk hogan i should say uh the tag team of billy and chuck Right, I remember Billy and Chuck. So they were the tag team champions, so that moved yeah. the tag team championship exclusive yeah. to SmackDown at the time. Yep. Um Edge. Yeah. Rikishi? Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop there for a second. I'm going to jump back over to Raw first. Yep. Um so basically after NWA they went for Kane, oh. Rob Van Dam, yeah, what in the big show. And then this is where it, it showed the draft can be Kind of controversial because Ric Flair picked up Ray Dudley. Oh, and yeah. McMahon decided to be antagonistic and talk. Yeah. So you're, you're considering that broke up one of the greatest wrestling tag the, teams?
1: Yeah. Probably the greatest wrestling tag team.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that night you sit there and you go, oh, shit, they can do that. Yeah. So, which was a bit, bit sort of weird. Um, so back onto Smackdown so after Devon Dudley it was Mark Henry and then Maven who was a hardcore champion yeah that ended up staying on Smackdown until I think Bradshaw won it at a pay-per-view and then it ended up on Raw again so who the hell knows what happens with hardcore championships
1: yeah
0: Um, so back onto Raw after obviously Bubba Ray Brock Lesnar was next yeah this, this was the show that Brock Lesnar actually debuted okay so he came out and bashed the shit out of Rikishi Yep. Um, so, Flair ended up picking Brock Lesnar and then William Regal, the European Championship. So, that yep. was staying on Raw. And then Lita, so the first woman. Okay. Um, but she didn't have the championship at the time. So. And then, basically, after that, we went to WWF.com and there was a massive supplementary draft all the way through. Yep. Um, do you want me to run through those guys? No, no, it's all good. No, you can no, find them no. online anyway. So, yeah,
1: like everything's online for the first draft. So, yeah,
0: so basically, the only thing that really changed when it went online was the fact that Jericho got drafted. Yep. Um, obviously, he lost the match to Triple H for the WF title that night. So, Chris Jericho was available to be drafted. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie McMahon lost the match and she was, um, fired. So, oh. yeah, Jericho is pretty much the biggest name from there on in to get drafted to a show.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So that was basically the breakdown of Raw, but the uh, breakdown of the draft, but it showed you that they can break up a tag team nice and easy, a woman can get picked, and championships were exclusive to different companies as well. Yeah. So, which was pretty cool, I reckon.
1: Yeah. Like, like I said, it was a great idea when it when it started. It just I think it just got a bit stupid towards the end. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, <laughs>
0: yeah, I got my number one fan here. Uh, P- putting Mickey Mouse on the phone. So, uh, Neil's gone as number one fan, and um, yeah, Neil's. I miss Neil. Yeah, poor Neil. He never came back to us either. We shouted out to him last time, and
1: I don't know if he knows how to find us. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> poor
0: bloke. Uh, so that's it for the draft. Then, anyway, mate. Alright,
1: oh, cool. Well, I just got one one last thing I really want to touch on. Yep. Um, a lot of you out there are probably familiar with whatculture.com. dot com. Um, uh, truly grand websites oh, it,
0: and YouTube channels at the moment.
1: It's maze balls, but um, they're they're starting up their own wrestling um, promotion, and it's real. Yeah, their own real promotion.
0: I reckon it's awesome.
1: Yeah, so um, that'll be li- that's going live on YouTube. Yep. With of course, uh, Pachiti Nation versus BX. Yep. Which I think is, I think this is the most exciting <laughs> thing to happen to wrestling in ages.
0: Yeah, I think so. So. And yeah. the fact that it's going to be on YouTube too.
1: Yeah, well that's it. It's going to be um, weekly, a weekly show on YouTube, and then they're going to have monthly, um, I guess, like a pay per view.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so that
0: that to me is what TNA should be doing.
1: Yeah, they should be doing stuff like going social, well, more social media sort of stuff like YouTube or yeah, something like that
0: instead yeah, exactly.
1: of just instead of just you know going with stupid, um, you know, small cable TV
0: stations. Well, you you no can still watches. get advertisers for YouTube. That's a thing. Yeah. Like you're still going to get advertisers for your show. You can still get that. Okay. Obviously, then, because from what I understand, the network still isn't paying for TNA. Yeah. TNA is paying to be on the network. Okay. So it's the same deal they've had for the last two or three years. Yeah. They're not getting paid from Pop TV to be on Pop TV. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you ply your craft. Yeah. You know, you're you're not making any money. So I might as well bloody go on YouTube and try and make some money. Yeah. And like to have a, a weekly wrestling show on YouTube, like that's just genius.
1: Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up. Yep. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: It's been good.
1: Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'll catch everyone next time.